Good morning, everybody. We have a sharply higher trade in the grain markets here early on Wednesday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. March corn futures up 23 and three quarter cents at 541. March soybeans are up nine and a half cents at 1427 and three quarters. March Chicago wheat is up 15 cents at 680. March Kansas City wheat is up 17 cents at 639 and a half. March spring wheat up 14 and a quarter at 635. So we are again into some fresh five or six year highs. In all of these markets following yesterday's report, a couple of housekeeping items here. Remember tonight at seven o'clock central time, I will be streaming live on YouTube and Facebook with the uh, next edition of the Grain Marketing 101 series. This one will be called Put Option Basics. Uh, if you have never traded put options, if you're a novice, if you're a beginner, uh, maybe you're uh, an experienced grain marketer who could use just a refresher course, uh, this might be good for you. I'm going to really break this down and, and make it as simple as possible. Um, I'm really going to talk about just the strategy of, of specifically buying a put option to uh, protect cash grain, and that's it. I'm not going to get into any more uh, anything more complicated than that, no more complicated option strategies, nothing like that. This is going to be a very much back-to-basics course. I'll be streaming live, and uh, I would encourage you to tune in live. Um, I would really love to, to see any questions uh, that you might have as I stream live. I'll be able to see any of the questions that you post in the comments, and I, I want to make sure that I'm not talking over anybody's head. I want to make sure that I don't leave anything out. So if you're interested in this, make sure that you tune in on the live stream and uh, certainly ask questions if, if you have questions or if there's something that I miss. Also, as always, um, if you need some help with your grain marketing, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. You can click on Grain Marketing Plan here in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, for 49 bucks a month, I will send you my morning email, which goes out every day at 6.30 Central Time, along with my text message service. I'll let you know exactly how I'm marketing corn, soybeans, and wheat broken down by crop, by crop year, by percentage. Um, uh, that deal is updated every day. It's very specific. You can cancel it at any time. It's just built to your credit card through PayPal. So there's no obligation. Uh, you don't need to have a trading account, uh, nothing like that. So I suppose we want to talk about the USDA report and um, I'll go through the numbers and then I'll kind of give you my opinion on it. So the, the big surprise yesterday was the large revisions to the U.S. corn balance sheets. Uh, the, the biggest surprise, perhaps, is that the government cut the 2020 U.S. corn yield by 3.8 bushels per acre, resulting in a production decline of 325 million bushels. The government also added 76 million bushels of feed and residual use to the 1920 corn balance sheet. Um, implied usage for the quarter uh, uh, in the stocks numbers was also up sharply. So uh, the result here was, you know, first a December 1st stocks number that was much lighter than anticipated um, and, and uh, kind of a friendlier looking situation. I'm going to say something crazy here. I don't think the corn number was really that bullish, to be honest with you, um, if you are to take everything at face value. Because if you're to take everything at face value, USDA cut the size of the crop for last year by 325 million bushels, right? They, uh, they, they decreased the beginning stocks by 76 million. So overall, you had a 400 million bushel decrease to the supply on the new crop balance sheet. Now, 
you've got to also look, if you're going to take this thing at face value, you've got to also look at the demand projections. USDA cut their demand projections across the board uh, to the tune of 250 million bushels. So if you're to take all of this at face value and then look at the ending stocks projection, uh, which was what, 1.552 billion bushels, that's only like like 40 or 50 million bushels lighter than what the average trade guess was. So, I mean, yeah, it was a friendly number. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And and these revisions to the corn balance sheets, uh, to the stocks, to, to last year's production, this stuff uh, doesn't make anybody happy, I don't think. I'm not happy with the accuracy of the data at all. But when I look at the final result here, if you are to take everything at face value, um, and you gotta, you've got to, if you're going to take it at face value, you've got to take the, the demand cuts at face value. Um, I, I just don't know if if this is necessarily as bullish as maybe the market would would suggest. I mean, we were up limit in corn yesterday, 25 cents. We're up another 22 cents this morning. I think there's a lot of money out there that's looking for a home. I think that there there's money that's looking for a market with a story. And the corn market perhaps has a better story than maybe a lot of the other commodity markets out there. Um, The soybean market has a story that's perhaps better than a lot of the other commodity markets out there. But I think just in a vacuum, yesterday's report had a lot of surprises, but the end result, in my opinion, was not necessarily uh, the most bullish thing I've ever seen, especially from USDA. But but to to go back to like the good and the bad here, I mean, the good thing is higher prices. I'm never going to complain about higher prices prices, no matter how they occur. The bad thing is that these reports have become nearly impossible to navigate. I mean, I've, I've never been a big like USDA, uh, uh, guy anyways. I've never been a guy who tries to predict the reports or tries to overanalyze this stuff. But at the same time, I mean, it's it's really hard to get a lay of the land in these markets in terms of, of supply and demand and, and usage and stocks. It, it's tough to do that when we keep seeing these these massive uh, revisions. It's It's really, really difficult to do. In regard to the soybean numbers, I didn't see anything surprising there at all. They cut the size of last year's crop by a little bit. Uh, the carryout number for the U.S. was pretty much on par with expectations. Um, they did make uh, just a small downward revision to the uh, Argentina bean crop. They left the Brazil bean crop unchanged. So really, I don't see anything super friendly there. Uh, in the wheat numbers, I don't know that there was anything really overly exciting there. So really, I, I mean, the the markets are are certainly acting well. I don't know that this is all because of the report, though. I really still think that there are some other factors at play, uh, most importantly, the influence of large money managers. Um, And some other headlines here this morning, Argentina has lifted all restrictions on corn exports. Initially, uh, the country wanted to suspend corn exports entirely. Now, they then backtracked. They opted for a 30,000 metric ton per day limit. The farmers didn't like that. They, They stayed on strike. So now the door is open again. I suppose this is a bearish input, if anything, although I don't know if if this has ever had much impact in regard to the markets. Uh, Soybean crush margins are deteriorating. The uh, nearby March board crush is sitting like pretty close to contract lows or the lowest level in at least a year. Uh, Board crush margins for May and July are even worse. They've fallen sharply. Now, USDA has projected um, record U.S. soybean crush for the current marketing year. Although we may see some softer numbers ahead if this sort of activity continues. Um, Many plants, of course, I'm assuming, 
probably locked in margins when they were really good. So I, I don't know what that impact has. But again, USDA is telling us that that uh, U.S. processors will crush a record amount of beans in this marketing year. Energy markets are real strong. Crude oil futures traded their best level since late February overnight. The nearby February WTI contract traded as high as 53.93 a barrel. Um, Arbob Unleaded traded its best level since March. Heating oil traded its best level since February. So uh, a lot of people see rising input costs for farmers as grain prices rise and the higher energy markets uh, certainly do not help. The uh, cattle market was, um, uh, were we higher yesterday? We were, we were higher yesterday. In fact, cattle, but feeder cattle sold off sharply um, on this uh, sharp spike in corn prices. So that was kind of the deal yesterday. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if the feeder cattle had a little bit more weakness in them uh, here today. The box beef market was actually up yesterday. Um, ahead of the cash open, the S&P is down 12 points. The Dow is down about 70 uh, we've got the gold market up 11 bucks. Uh, U.S. dollar is just a little bit higher. The dollar, again, has stabilized and was able to avoid a test of those lows from back in 2018. Crude oil, again, stronger, up 21 cents in the February WTI contract at 40 or I'm sorry, 53.42. Uh, remember, if you need some more information from me, go check out my website. Uh, make sure to tune into that live stream tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, we'll talk to you a little bit later.